You are now listening to Cyber Time Bite, hosted by me, Stephen Clark. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hey there, hey there, everybody. Once again, it's your boy Steve, Stephen, or Stephen, I don't care, for Cyber Time Bite, episode 32. 32 episodes. I still can't believe I'm I, I'm in the 30s in the way of episodes, man. I mean, like, wow. So many people on this show, and it's just getting better and better by the day, I feel like. Um, honestly, as everyone knows, the, the show goes up every Wednesday, and the show also repeats itself. Um, like, it doesn't repeat itself, but it... Um, Excuse me, you guys. Sorry, people. I, as a, as a we're recording this, I literally just ate, so I'm so sorry if I burp sometimes or or feel I go like you know sometimes. But anyway, um, the show the show gets repeated every single day on uh on um real hot radio three sixty five every single week. It started from episode one and it's going up from episode one all the way up to now. Um, or whatever the next episode is. So, I don't know what episode's on right now on Real Hot Radio, but, um, you'll guarantee you'll love it. And, and every Wednesday, on top of that, you'll be able to catch every single recorded episode on, on CastBox, on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, you know, the list goes on and on, Spreaker, you know, the same old, same old thing. Um... And yeah, it's just it just goes like that. But um today, for episode thirty-two, I I have I have someone on this show I've been watching their YouTube channel for quite some time. And they and he's really awesome. He has a home arcade in his home. It's not really that it's not really that big, but it's but it's worth looking at and looking at his videos for. Today on the show I have Moomert One from YouTube. How's it going, everyone? Uh, as your host said. Right now, you have Boomer One, and and um, I I got I gotta ask, where'd the name come from? <laughs> <laughs> actually, uh, the name. Let's see, it was actually a nickname, a partial nickname for my brother, that my mom called him when he was a baby, and when I was coming up with my YouTube channel, I had no idea what to call it, so I just thought, well, Boomer One, and it just stuck. Is um is it because his name it rhymes with his name or something like that along those lines? Uh, no, it was just uh, I'm not sure why she uh gave him that nickname, but for whatever reason she did, and you know I just decided to take it and uh, name it after my YouTube channel. That's really cool. I mean, my uh my YouTube channel is like you you probably never been to my YouTube channel ever because you didn't even know I probably even existed until today. <laughs> but my YouTube channel's name is not actually the one I use all over the internet because at the time when I made my YouTube channel, I was uh, only a freshman in high school, which, which was 2009, by the way. And and um, my my username that I'm known for around like the internet for what people know me when they know me is uh, Luigi Steele. But my YouTube channel is called Mel Slug Nine Nine One. That sounds familiar. I might have seen you. Maybe you left a comment or something. But that that, that definitely sounds familiar. Yeah, that's probably me then. <laughs> and and I, mean, I and actually, surprisingly enough, maybe I I made a few shout out videos for no reason on my YouTube channel, and maybe I shouted you out. I don't know. <laughs> it is possible. I mean, I've been on YouTube. I think since. 2006 i never thought i'd still be here actually making videos i only uh anticipated uh putting a couple videos here and there and then calling it it quits and here we are what 13 years later yeah but man you're doing it you do it because you have passion you had passion for this arcade stuff and it's always changing i mean like when i first started watching and your your house was way different than it is today from when i first started watching you yeah that's very true and this is uh actually my second house uh, 
my first house, uh, my game room was actually bigger because there was the entire living room area. And of course, that setup looked completely different. But yeah, it, it changes. Um, some things stay the same and things some things uh, change new every year. Now, now I also got asked too because you're the ver- you're actually the first person that that's had that's um that I had on the show that's 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 uh, arcade in the home centric that like brings arcade machines into his home and makes like a room for it like for real. And um I got asked, "What do you like if you get like a let's just say you get like a Neo Geo, like uh, original Neo Geo and it's in your house and it's in wherever you have it." And eventually you swap it out for something else. What happens to the Neo Geo? Does it just get thrown away and goes like, "Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I have fun with you for like for the past couple of months"? Or do you go like, "Oh, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna take it like 40 miles away into this public storage unit and like bring it back someday later"? Uh, it it all depends. Uh, sometimes if I know I still like it and I want to keep it, I'll uh, move it to the secondary game room, which is the garage. Yeah. Um. If I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it, you know, I might go into storage. um, And sometimes I'll just end up selling it because someone's made me a really good offer and I, you know, can't pass it up. So it just depends on what the game it is, how long I've had it, if I intend to keep it. Uh, The main game room inside my actual house is for the stuff I play the most. But there are cabinets that I, you know, I know I'm still going to play. I'm not quite ready to get rid of it. And so I'll just move it to the garage. Now... You had so many arcade games in the. I watched so many of your videos in the past that there were so many things I wanted to ask you about that, but I haven't seen. Like there were so many things I wanted to ask you about at the time, but that's before I even had one podcast, let alone two now, and 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 um I haven't seen those videos like in God knows how long, um, so it's like. So, like, I'm going to try to remember what I saw and ask you about it. Um, so, like, did were you the one that I think I saw this first from is... Did you ever have that slick shot machine, the one with the that had the pool sticks? Yes, I actually did have a slick shot. I think I uh, That was that. actually in my uh, primary game room. And I had come across that by sheer accident. I don't even think I was looking for it at the time. Uh, I can't remember, I think I was just browsing possibly Craigslist and it popped up and I just, you know, had to slap the money down and get it before someone else did. I think, I think you're the, I think you're the YouTuber I watched. I I actually figured out that machine from, because when I saw that thing, I was like, oh, that thing looks sick. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it was very unique. The thing is very, uh, awkward to move around. But um, yeah, I had that one. I think I kept it for about a year or so. What do you do with it? Do you just sell it off because someone offered you a really precise offer? Uh, let me see. I think yeah, I do remember. I think I did sell it. And when I got the machine, I probably mentioned this in a video. Not only did I get the machine, but I got pretty much a bunch of spare parts, almost enough to to create another machine. And someone just offered me, if I remember correctly, a really good offer. And I was kind of getting bored of it because, unfortunately, you really couldn't swap out any other game. Yeah. And I think the monitor was dying out on me. And so I didn't want to go through the hassle of uh, repairing it or getting it fixed. And someone made me a good offer on it, even with the monitor issue. And so I took it. That's really, that's really really cool. Um, I, I mean, so, so do you ever have the fear... Of like, I have so many arcade games that like I'm not like, like I'm gonna I'm eventually just gonna run out of room because like because your house can only can hold so much I'm pers- I'm pretty sure. Right, right. So yeah, I mean, eventually you do run out of room, and then you map you have to make sacrifices or you have to you know put them in storage, and there's a hassle of you know you gotta get a truck to go get it from the storage to bring it to the house, vice versa. And, you know, sometimes the more you have, the more difficult uh, your life can be for this hobby. Um, and, but like, but I know, but, but I know you're dedicated and you listen to great music as well, as I can tell in your videos. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, but like, 
but like um but but comes the hassle i mean like comes the um comes like the comes like everything that comes on after it like after you make like certain sacrifices they can become better sacrifices like like you can right. like if you lose like a i don't know a that street fighter cabinet it i don't know maybe it could be your the the next uh the the next better one like an x-men machine i don't know <laughs> yeah that i mean that is true it's, it's kind of a revolving door with uh, arcade cabinets and you know in this hobby especially if you got limited space i mean there's some youtubers i look at their game rooms and they got an entire basement which looks like about 2,000 square feet just filled with 50 some arcade cabinets and it's like man i, I do wish i could have that but unfortunately you, don't have you know I, I don't oh you don't have a basement in your house no no uh, i actually live out in california so basements are an extreme rarity there's, wait, basements are rarities in California? Yeah. I never knew that. I actually never knew yeah. that, actually. Maybe in some areas, in some of the older houses, but for the most part, unless things have changed recently, uh, your house does not have a basement. Wow. I'm sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the unfortunate thing. I'm uh, I'm from Chicago, so, I mean, like, basements are all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, um, trust me. I I do wish I had a house that had a big basement and I have the whole thing down, you know, as a, as an arcade room. But uh, unfortunately, that's just not the case. And I have to make my arcade room between uh, what's actually a secondary TV room and the uh, my garage. So, uh, <clears throat> so we gotta ask. Um, also gotta ask too. Is that uh, wait? Now, you being a guy that collects the real deal, like the real machines with the real parts and all that stuff, what is your thoughts? I, I've probably seen like your thoughts probably on on social media of what you thought about these things, but I'll ask you anyway because I don't think I think you would love to dig deeper on my podcast about um What's your what's your thoughts on those uh one on those arcade one up machines that save space and are really light and it's for people who can uh who can um have the arcade feel without having the heavy equipment I guess you can put it as well first I'm gonna I'll start out I I was actually gonna get one of those uh not because I really wanted it but I wanted to make some videos about it and just see what it was all about. Um, cause I think for a while you could get those like for $250 and I think they go brand new for 300, they were on sale, but the more I looked into it, the more I'm glad I didn't get it because I heard the quality of those is really, really bad. And, you know, if you, t if you take that out of the configuration here, you know, good for them that they're a company and they can make a profit and they're selling this. Um, I think it's great for young kids, maybe, you know, uh, five, six, seven year olds who want an arcade and the parents don't want to have the big machine, or maybe you don't want your kids playing with your big machine. They have something of their own. Mm -hmm. Uh, however, I would never recommend one of those over the real deal. Yeah. Uh, just because, <clears throat> you, you know, I guess it all depends on the game. Um, I myself... I have nothing against emulators. Uh, my first arcade cabinet was actually a main machine. Yeah. And, you know, back then I thought, okay, this is all I'll ever need. One arcade cabinet and I got 30,000 games. People who collect the real deal are, you know, stupid and when they're wasting money. And, you know, next thing I know, I'm collecting the real deal. Mm -hmm. So I have nothing against emulation of any sort, whether it's MAME, uh, Arcade 1UP, um, the Raspberry Pis. But I will always recommend the real deal, the real hardware on a real cabinet. Um, yeah. That's just for me. But at the same time, uh, you may have seen in my videos, I have um, the Pandora's Box 6. Yeah. And, you know, I can tell on certain games, I could definitely tell the difference between the real deal and emulation. But, you know, there, there's a lot of people who can't tell the difference. And if they can play an arcade one-up and they think it's the greatest deal of all time, 
and it's going to save them some space and they're totally happy about it, then I say go for it. You know, who, who are we to judge? Yeah, because for me, I mean, like, even though I live in, I mean, I mean, obviously I still live with my parents, but, um, myself, but I, uh, but my house does have a basement and, and, but it's not finished either. So, but like, if, if I ever wanted to get like the real arcade experience, I mean, like I wouldn't, I'm, I'm going to just admit, like, I would love to have a Neo Geo, like a real one. But the thing is, is that I'm not, I'm not, if the thing breaks down or there's monitor problems or there's all these crazy problems, unfortunately, I'm not the guy that, I'm not the guy that can fix those kind of problems. Like, like I, I probably put the blue wire in the red wire by mistake. (laughs) But, um, but the arcade one up, I feel like it's the closest and the cheapest way I can arcade in my home. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and the, yeah. go- and the golden tea machine is really tempting me right now because I would love to get my hands on that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, the golden teas are pretty fun. I love I love. But, you know if you know like I said, if somebody plays those and they can't tell the difference and they think it's exactly as the arcade and they're happy with it, then by all means buy it. Um, what I do have a problem with is with people who play emulators of any sort and then you know they they shit on the emulator whether it's a pandora's box an arcade one up or whatever because it's quote-unquote not like the real thing mm-hmm. you know if you want if you want arcade real you gotta buy the real deal yeah you know you, you get what you pay for um a, a real neo geo may cost you you know 900 dollars with, with some games whereas an emulator may only cost you a couple hundred bucks but you know, you might get the quality of that couple hundred bucks versus the real deal. But at the same time, if you're happy with that quality, then by all means, go for it. Now, have you ever had the idea of, um, I don't know how many of these are in the California area, because I've never been to California ever in my life. But um, um, what is, like, have you ever had the idea of, like, going to, like, some strip mall somewhere near your house or some empty strip mall or something by your house and look at the empty lots and go like I should open up an arcade here with my machines and people will love it um probably back when I was like in high school I actually wanted to do that I wanted to open up my my own arcade uh the only problem is arcades are pretty much dead out here very few places actually have arcades anymore Mm -hmm. um and even if it was up you know even if they were still booming out here I probably would get annoyed just about, you know, if I did open an arcade because all the cleaning and fixing I'd have to do, you know, you got little kids and sodas and, you know, you open up your arcade cabinet and there's a nice sticky mess of grape soda or, you know, ketchup stains on your control panel. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, that wouldn't be ideal. Yeah, because, um, because I, 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 can I... I, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you something real uh, about about that real quickly. That the reason why I bring it up is because um, here in Illinois, we have uh, God, I can't even count for the I. There's three of them. There's three retro arcades, and there's a few others I haven't been to yet. And there's one in Wisconsin that I know of, and um, in in the majority of them. Let you pay fifteen dollars, and and all the games are on free play, and you can, and all you do is pay fifteen dollars to get into the place, and and you can uh you can play all the games that you want for as as long as you want, and um the biggest one that we have is called the Galloping Ghost, and it is it is the biggest retro arcade in the in the country and i'm not even kidding because the guy told me who owns the place says that people from all around the world go to that place yeah yeah that's a that's a it's a big one um pretty sure they keep all the world records there too i could be wrong but i think that's where they they actually post all the world records for you know pac-man donkey kong all the all those old retro games have you have you heard of it i've heard of it i've never been there but uh, I definitely heard of it. I think most people uh, who've been in this hobby for a while have actually heard of it. Yeah, 
And the uh, the second one is called the Underground Retrocade, which is the one I've been to the most because it's closer. It's like the closest one to my house, and it's uh, and it's it's in this town called uh, West Dundee, which it, where it's a town I've been to majority of my life because that's where my my grandmother used to live for like the longest time. So I know that area like the back of my hand, and um, and the that place isn't wide as it is long, and it has two floors. So it's oh wow. So it's uh it has a lot of old arcade games on both floors and it just goes out long and that's the first place I ever saw Golden T ninety eight, the arcade machine, and I played that every single time I went there because I love that game. Yeah, that that's a good one. <laughs> Definitely a good one. And then and then the the third one I've been to is the I'm, I'm I don't like swearing and I'm not I'm not gonna swear, but uh but it was the most crappiest one I've been to. It, but it's called the it's called Star World Star Worlds Arcade, Arcade, and it's all the way out in, Deca- in this town called Decal, which is so which is very far away from my house, and it and it's really really tiny. Like like, it was me and my three friends that were in there. And we were and we were crammed the, the, the walk around, because <laughs> because they had pinball machines. Um, on one side, they had arcade machines going along the wall. On one side, there's a whole cor- there's a whole part of the room that was taken up by a DDR machine. <laughs> <laughs> then they had this little t- and I'm not even kidding. They had this little tiny itsy bitsy room with five machines in it, and me and my three friends were just crammed in there, like back, like shoulder to shoulder between all five games. <laughs> uh, trying to probably get the most out uh, uh, for the real estate, trying to. Uh, max get maximum potential for that space. Yeah, but like that, that but I only been to that to that one once, and I probably wouldn't go again. But it's uh, <laughs> but that's the that's that's the only one where you where you don't pay fifteen dollars and you play for on free play. They they give you tokens at that one, which is fine with. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. There's there's a few places like that. I'm sure they're around here in Cali, but. Uh... Yeah, for the most part, you know, it's pretty much a dead scene out here as, as far as actual arcades. Uh, at least, you know, when you compare it to, you know, the 80s and even the early 90s. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, uh, now you said, now you said that uh, Neo Neo Turf Masters and Baseball Stars Two are your favorite Neo G- one of your two of your favorite Neo Geo games. Yes. Which I haven't played Baseball Stars, so I had no opinion on that. But um, I've uh, I played Neo Turf Masters, and that game's amazing. What's what's not what's not throw what's not throw what's not throw that away. That is one of the most amazing Neo Geo games they ever made. Um, but but I really but I really like uh, the Metal Slug series. Oh yeah, those those are definitely fun to play. Uh, actually, the first time I played those was on uh, the MAME emulator. And I had heard about them, but I never played them. And then, you know, once I started collecting uh, real arcades and I got my Neo Geo, I definitely had to add some of those games to my collection. How, I got asked, how much did you pay for uh, Metal Slug 1? Uh, I never actually had Metal Slug 1. Uh, and the reason is because that one goes for an obscene amount of money. I think last time I checked, if you could get it for around the four hundred dollar mark, you're considered lucky. Yeah, that that, but that 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 was a few years ago, so I'm sure the price has increased. Isn't isn't that game on anything on anything original expensive? Like the original, like I'm talking like the cartridge for the home console and the arcade and the CD. Isn't it all expensive for all those? I I know that the the home version of the AES. That one, I think, uh, I think, an original with uh, the box and everything, you're probably looking at about twelve hundred dollars. So that, that's going to set you back, but you know, some people just got to have it. What? Uh, what is? Uh, what's your thoughts on the Neo Geo CD? Uh, I never actually uh, owned the Neo Geo CD. Yeah. Um, at one time, I wanted to purchase it. But then I heard the loading speeds were atrocious, so I, I never never got into that. 
That's why you gotta get the Neo Geo CDZ, which has the faster loading times on it. <laughs> Quote unquote faster. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I mean, it's not it's not a Ferrari engine, but is it? <laughs> but but it's faster. Yeah. I think I think by the time that came out, I was already moving on to purchasing something else. At the time, uh, I was probably what the early nineties. Probably. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, at one time I did consider buying it. How about that? How about the? Uh, how about the uh, the pocket color, or the pocket? Um. Nope. Never had that one. Uh, definitely wanted it. Uh, unfortunately, I couldn't find any place that sold it. Because um, the the thing, my thing with the, I mean, I don't own one. I really want, I want to though, because it looks really cool. But um, the pocket um, kind of reminds me of a Game Boy, but it's, but except it's, it's it's uh has a smaller screen, it has a longer layout, and it has a, a and it has like a stick on it, which was revolutionary at the time. Right. Right. But um, do you think it gives out Neo Geo quality for what it is? Like the games? Well, like, like, it's, like I said, I never owned one, so I can't say for sure, but uh, I, I would highly doubt it. Um, you know, the Neo Geo consoles, the, those at the time, you were getting arcade perfect. And, it, you know, it's, it's weird if you think about it. Back when uh, Street Fighter Two came out for the Super Nintendo, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people that that was the big one. Everybody wanted it. Everybody got it. They took it home, and they would swear up and down that it was arcade perfect. And you look back on it, and you can easily tell it's not arcade perfect, but people thought it was, and they felt it was at the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, I don't think there was anything around that era uh, from the '80s and '90s that could actually produce arcade perfect, with the exception of the Neo Geo. Uh, home consoles, which could do the arcade perfect renditions of their arcade titles. But then when, uh, but then when SNK versus Capcom came out for the Neo Geo, people were people can swear up and down like, "We'll never see Ryu on the Neo Geo, never, ever, never, never." And they're swearing up and down, swearing up and down every single day, and then it happens, and then they're like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> Like what, what? What witchcraft is this? I can remember seeing that in the in the arcade. And I'm like, wow, this, this is revolutionary. This is something that's not supposed to happen. But it did. They got Capcom to go onto an SNK console. Yeah, I mean, you know, the same thing can be said for Sega and Nintendo. Who would ever thought, you know, back in the day, you'd see uh, Mario and Sonic the Hedgehog in the exact same game? Never. But it did, and they and they yeah. They did Smash, and then they did Olympics. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's like, I guess I guess nowadays, never say never, because, you know, there's already been at least two times where the impossible did, in fact, happen. Yeah, like, like WCW getting purchased by WWF, but that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> it, should never, it never should have got bought, but that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, no, I'm a, I'm a big wrestling nerd too, so I may make references. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of wrestling, uh, and before no wait, before I talk about the wrestling thing real quickly, um, Neo Geo Mini, your thoughts? I'm interested in trying that out. Um, I've heard both pros and cons on it. Um, I'd like to be able to judge for myself and try it firsthand, and and you know just see what what the buzz is all about. Um, you know, I haven't played it, I haven't tried it, so my word means nothing, but uh, I am definitely interested in it. I have one. And what are your thoughts on it? Well, my, well, here's the thing, they, I, you probably know this, but they released the American version, a Japanese version, and then one for Christmas, which has all, which has both of the, the games that came on both, and they just put them in the one for, like, a special holiday bundle. Um... <laughs> I don't have the Christmas one, but uh, I have the American one, and uh, I really like it. I mean, like I have, I I told all my all the friend all my other friends I told about it, like uh, like um, like who I do my art show with and all that stuff. I told them about it. And they said it's not really. They don't think it's really that great. But I but after I played around with it for a little while and I and all that stuff, I really love it because uh, 
when when you when you get the thing, it comes with it comes with the console, it comes with stickers, um, and it comes with uh, the cable, which is via USB, which you have to plug in to power it on because it isn't a battery. It's a uh, it's a straight it's a plug into the back, straight into a USB plug in sort of deal. So if, okay. so if you ever think about getting getting one, um, I if you. I highly recommend if you don't have any USB ports in your home that's close to you or anything like that, like built into your house or anything, get one of those uh, little things that come with your iPhone or or whatever, those bricks that has the USB ports right. on it. Plug it in there and plug yeah. it into a wall. That's what I prefer. Huh. Definitely have to give that a shot. For me, I, I don't have to do that because I have those. Uh, I have I bought this thing from Ikea like a couple of uh, like a year ago or something that has three uh, USB ports on it. I just plug it in. I plug it in that thing. But um, besides that, the game selection is uh, is uh, 40 games, obviously, because of the 40th anniversary. And it um, they're all pretty good titles. They have, they have all the Metal Slug games on there besides 6, which I, for, I don't even... I don't even know what console the sixth one came out on, but uh, sixth one is on. Um, ah man, it's a console I believe made by Sammy. Uh, slipped my mind, but yeah, it was like the only game released on a different console, and I think that one goes for a pretty penny too. Yeah, so I mean, like, uh, so yeah, every single one. Besides the sixth one that is on there, and the seventh one, obviously, because the seventh one it wasn't on Neo Geo at all. That was on Nintendo DS and Double X on the consoles. Um, and then uh, they have like other they have. I don't know if it has baseball stars on. I don't think it does. But here's the goofy thing: they have top players golf on there, not Neo Turf Masters. I'm like, where does this like new SNK like, dude? Who who made that decision? I don't know. That's like who, whoever runs SNK made that decision. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 doesn't sound like uh, the greatest of uh, decisions there. But uh, well, uh, I guess it's not uh, our job to make that decision. But um, wow, I don't. I know. I played top players golf. I tried playing it, and I was like, "This is not the same. This is not the same." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can remember. You know. Going to the arcade, and I did find a, a Neo Turf Masters, and I'm down to my last few quarters. And on that game, I could really get my time in and get my quarters worth of play. Versus some games where you lose your quarter in like you know 25 seconds. Like yeah, like every fighting game that the that the Neo Geo ever made. Which <laughs> <laughs> they're all great, by yeah. the way. They're all great, by the way. Yeah, my personal favorite for the Neo is a uh, real bout Fatal Fury Special. I uh I I haven't to, to tell you the truth I never I never got I'm not saying I never got behind but I uh I haven't had a chance yet to touch the real about Fail Fury games but I played the original Fail Fury games and out of all the Fail Fury games probably um they're all pretty good I don't have a problem with either of any of them really um. I, but I like the ones where where you can actually go back and forth from the background and strategically do your battles that way. Right, right. Yeah, there there there's quite a few like that. The game I have I mean, pro- No, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, um, you know, fighting games. That's probably what I like the best. I, you know, if there's a fighting game, I'll try I'll try it out. I'll pick it up, try it out. Uh, I'm not really into 3D fighters, but. You know, you may have seen, or I'm pretty sure I mentioned, the fighting game I love the most. And if I could only have one game, um, one title in my collection, and I had to let everything go, it would be uh, Street Fighter 2X Grandmaster Challenge. You must really love that And that's that game. something I play uh, at least every other day, multiple you know, I might skip a day or two, but I, I play that game multiple times a week. Holy crap! Granted, granted, I'm you know not like a pro who probably plays it you know ten hours a day, but uh, yeah, that is my favorite. My uh, the no the fighting game I don't like that I like the least on the Neo is uh, 
Earth Fighting 1. The first Earth Fighting makes it's kind of weird and awkward for me because it's uh it because the characters look really really chunky and the camera can get not can get nauseating if you jump around too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I never really got into the Art of Fighting series. I, I tried them. They just didn't do it for me. Uh, I know there's some people who absolutely love those games, but uh, those they were just never for me. The sequels are better, anyways. Art Fighting Two and Art Fighting Three; those are those are the better ones, in my opinion. Um, they even made like they even got so popular. Fail Fury and Art Fighting got so popular they even they even made movies on it. <laughs> Did you ever see them or ever heard of them? <laughs> I think I I think I remember hearing about them. Uh, I never seen them. It's it's crazy. I've I've seen bits and pieces of the Fail Fury movie and the Art of Fighting movie, and <laughs> they are they are something else, man. They are something else. <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, I mean, King of Fighters is good, and our games are good. I mean, and like the in let's just say the Neo Geo is amazing. Let's just top it right there. That's the cherry on top. The Neo Geo is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely give the Neo Geo credit um, for their multi-cart um, hardware yeah, and the ability to stuff multiple games into a single cabinet. When I first saw that, I was just amazed. I thought, this is a techn- technological innovation. And I was actually surprised no one else did anything like that. Um, but who knows? Maybe they had their reasons. But definitely when you go to a cabinet... And pick between two, four, six, or maybe even eight games on a single cabinet. That that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, what, what's the highest? What's the highest they go? Is it a six, six game slot? Uh, I know it definitely goes to six. I could have sworn somewhere uh, there was an eight um, cart system. Uh, I could be wrong on that, but I do. I definitely know it goes to six at the very least. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You want to know how I felt when I touched a Neo Geo for the first time in my life? <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, my see, my first quote-unquote cabinet was a, a main cabinet that I had built. My first American uh, cabinet that I bought was a two-slot Neo Geo, and I think. My second or third cabinet was actually a candy cap, and that was a Neo Candy Twenty Nine, I think, or maybe it was a Neo Candy Neo Candy Twenty Six. How did it taste? Uh, it was amazing. Uh, the 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 two cart um, that was awesome, and the Neo Candy um, those those cabinets were nice. I'm surprised they didn't catch on. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying, how the Neo Candy taste? Does it taste like, uh, does it taste like, uh, like, a like a strawberry mixed with a raspberry or, <laughs> no, get a point. It's, I know it's a Japanese, it's a Japanese thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they, uh, called them candy cabs. That was always weird to me. Maybe because they used to sell candy for them. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But yeah, I mean, the wrestling I wanted to get on, um, didn't you, I don't know if you owned it. Or if you ever had it or ever seen it, but remember when they made a Royal Rumble arcade game? Uh, WWF WrestleFest. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about like when Stone Cold was in the bit, like back in like when they got grungy and they did the Attitude Era thing and like and like Stone Cold and The Rock were big and all that. Oh, that was uh, yeah, WWF Royal Rumble. That was for the the Naomi One hardware, I believe. Yeah, did you did you ever own that machine, or did you ever see it? Uh, I actually I saw it once on eBay. It was the Sega Naomi hardware, complete with Royal Rumble, and everything I needed to put inside an arcade cabinet. I bought it, and this is before I I even uh, messed around with with uh, Naomi hardware. I had no idea how to hook it up, and so I ended up selling it. So I never actually played the game, but I. I guess you could say I technically did have it at one time. It's a it's a pretty big machine though. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you had to sacrifice a lot of space for it. Well, it wasn't the whole machine. It was just um, the the hardware to put inside another machine. 
Oh, 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 so oh, so it's the it's the it's the it's the bones for the body. Right. Yeah, it was it was the brains of the arcade cabinet. So what do you um, do? I got it, and I was gonna put it inside a ca- uh, a JAMA cabinet, which you can't do, uh, not without tweaking the hell out of everything. And I just could not figure out what I needed to do to make it run, so I just ended up selling it, and then I broke even, so I didn't lose any money. So what's your uh, but, yeah. wait? What's your um, thought? So I'm not saying thought process, but what's your uh, like? Do you know how when you like? go to like the arcade and you see like a cruising cabinet and like they, they have the option where you can have one cabinet and it, no, is that's not enough. You want two players? Oh, we'll put another one and we'll connect it to this one. Oh, that's not enough. Let's make, let's go to four. And so they connect all these four cabinets together and you uh, click, you, you Lego it all together and they're all connected together. So you can have four player races. What you do, like if, since you take pieces, like pieces and put into like, if you take like, the skeleton and you and you basically put in a new body if you want to do like like this cruising four player extravaganza if you wanted to if you wanted to like do you just get like the same body and you just get all this do you get all the same parts for for the same for the four a uh, four times of the same body and just go like oh this is my cruising cabinet but it's different yeah, I mean, I, usually it goes depending on what the actual hardware is. I think some of them you just need, you know, four cabinets and one brain, one hardware, and then you link all the cabinets together. Uh, but I do know that there's other hardware such as um, the Taito Type X2 hardware. Uh, that's where Street Fighter Four came out in the arcades. And if you wanted to play... One person versus another person on two different machines. Both machines needed the hardware. They needed the Taito Type uh, 2X hardware on each machine, and they need needed their own game before you can even link them up. So it just depends on the, the company and the hardware and how it's built, but that's something which I could see is really cool, but I would never want to have it here just because it's so much real estate. What, uh, what's your favorite cruising game? Cruising USA, Cruising World, Cruising Exotica, or Cruising Blast? Uh, I actually prefer uh, Cruising World. I, that, that's, I, I had a Cruising USA, and I had a Cruising World. Uh, I tried Exotica, didn't care too much for it, didn't play it too much either, so maybe I just didn't give it enough time. But yeah, Cruising World uh, definitely was my favorite. No, you don't know. When I was little, like when I was like a little Steven... And and I saw Cruising Isaka for the first time in the arcade, and I heard and and you know back in the day the arcades were like, boom, 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 you know like like the yeah volume like cranked up to the max. Um, I remember when I first saw that for the first time when I was little. That game Cruising Isaka used to scare the crap out of me. Like I was I I would like I would like like do you know how like today like when you're like this age and you see like something scary you're just like. Like you're stretching your arm out, but you're not really stretching your body with it. <laughs> That's how I was with Cruising Azaka when I was little. <laughs> you know, it's funny you bring out the you bring up that uh, the volume of the arcades. Um, I recently purchased myself a Deadpool pinball cabinet. I saw that, and we were playing, and every now and then we would hear this huge, loud knocking. It was like a single knock, and we didn't know what the heck it was. At first, I thought something blew inside, like maybe you know, a transformer or the power supply. I heard it again. I thought you know something outside. It almost sounded like someone would took a softball and like threw it at a car. Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what it was. I eventually found out that it was the game itself. It has a, a knocker, and when you earn a free play, it gives off the sound it knocks and it has to be so loud because you know in the arcade setting they want you to be able to hear it to know that you actually got a free game coming and i you know it was kind of weird because i just it almost scared me here i am spending an obscene amount of money on this thing and it's like what is that is it broken do i have do i need to call 
And, you know, it was just something I could turn on, on and off. But, yeah, back in the day, when it came to an arcade, that, that volume was pumped all the way up. Whether it was pinball or, you know, Street Fighter or, you know, Cruising USA, they always had them pumped way high. So what did you... Uh... What what did you think about the about the console variations of those cruising games, like the N sixty four variations? Because you, honestly, as you know, like when you listen to it in the arcade, it goes like cruising, exotica, and then and then when you hear the then when you hear like the the N sixty four version, it goes like cruising, exotica. <laughs> like there's a filter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for for me, you know, whenever there was home console versions of arcade games. I pretty much accepted the fact that they were going to be <clears throat> inferior. They just weren't going to be as good as, you know, the counterparts. But, you know, it was disappointing. But at the same time, it was expected. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, well, I don't have, you know, five grand to buy the real machine. So spending $70 on a Nintendo 64 cart. Okay, this is the, I guess this is what I get. Of course, at that time, seventy dollars was you know quite a lot for you know someone, a young kid. I mean, like um, for me, I, I mean, I'll, I'll admit I have cruising USA for the N sixty four, and it's not a bad game. I mean, like of course it's not the arcade game, like the like the arcade variation of the game, and it obviously never will be. But it's a good game. I mean, it plays like the arcade game. It it it's has the same kind of tracks. It has some limitations but you know it does what it needs to do and it's really fun and that's the point <laughs> yeah yeah and then you know it, even back in the day you know people they would complain about the home console ports you know quote unquote not being like the arcade and what do you expect it's, it's kind of like today in emulation if you want the real thing you gotta get the real thing and whether it's emulation or a home console port you know it's not going to be the same and but if you have fun playing it, then there's no problem with that. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's like that's like saying like, oh, you want the tomato? Oh, we're gonna give you the potato. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> so, uh, so like. I, on the other hand, too, besides your love of arcade games, which I love too, which is where we can connect, you're also a huge Disney freak. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm not so much of a freak as to, you know, like some people you see on TV, but, uh, me and my wife, we definitely enjoy Disney. Um, you know, we like to buy Disney statues, Disney souvenirs. We're, uh, past members to Disneyland and trust me, if I had the money, I'd uh, definitely be part of that, uh, secret Disney club that costs like 30,000 a year in fees, but, uh, I'm not quite there yet. What? How do you? How would you feel like? I'm. I'm hurt. I think I've seen this happen before, but I'm not sure. Um, how would you feel if Disney, in arcade gaming, came together? <laughs> how would you feel? <laughs> well, I don't, I'm. I don't know. <laughs> I guess it has its ups and downs. I mean, you know, Disney and Marvel came together. Disney and uh, Star Wars came together, and. There's both good things and bad things about that, so. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine? <laughs> and I'm just throwing this out there. <laughs> oh god. I can't believe I'm going to say this. Can you imagine Tekken, the arcade game, having Mickey Mouse <laughs> as a character? <laughs> well, let's see. They had, uh, was it Ready to Rumble Boxing with Michael Jackson as a character, so. You know, why not? I, I would love to actually see a Street Fighter type game with nothing but Disney characters. That I I would probably just find amusing as hell. Because I, I know that uh, I know they have their own kart racer, the kart racing game, Disney based. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is, uh, is pretty expensive too. I think I, I came across a cabinet for sale and it was just astronomically priced. I, now, I don't know if that was the, the going rate for the cabinet or if it was just because, you know, it was Disney or maybe someone just overinflated the price. But uh, I think it was like 16 grand for a used one. I, uh, 
Dude, speaking of Disney, by the way, too, I mean, are you a big fan of, like, the Disney Channel and Disney XD and Toon Disney and, like, all their affiliates, like, their TV affiliates stuff, too, or... Uh, no, I'm just mostly uh, vintage, um, old-school Disney. That's usually what I'm a fan of. Uh, I am a fan of the live-action Disney movies, but that's about it as far as some of the quote-unquote newer stuff. Because I, I was going to say, like, like um, I was going to ask, because we know, because this was made by Disney, but I don't know if you ever heard of it, but um, Gravity Falls, um, that was a phenomenal show, and Disney made that show. And that and that was like an amazing show, and I was wondering if you watched it, if you had any thoughts about it. I heard about it, but never watched it. Are you uh? Do you like do you do you have like a uh like a cartoon watching passion on too? Like do you like binge? Do you like like do you watch like Adventure Time and stuff like that? Just like just for funs, or is it like thing that's not my sort of thing kind of thing? Um. I guess if, if I'm just having like a really boring day and then, you know, I got the TV on and I come across something, something I'll, I'll, you know, leave it on just to, you know, to take up some time until, you know, whatever. Uh, but I don't really go through binges or anything. No, that's fine. I mean, like it's a, it, it's a, it's a taste, I guess. A required taste like that, like, like that fine wine <laughs> <laughs> that you drink and you go like, ah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, 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 Mr. Boobert, I, I understand that this wine is delicious, delicious but that, though. <laughs> it's, a, it's an acquirement. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, um, but yeah, tell me, tell me about that jukebox, though. I mean, like, I, it looks really cool, but is it, like, work, like, 100% functioning? Did you actually put all the CDs in there all yourself and all that stuff, and... Like, like uh yeah it's functioning um when i got this uh it's actually missing it has a remote to where i guess you can select songs across the room or whatever uh, i never it didn't come with the remote i actually got this at an auction yeah um and it came with like 90 cds in it the only problem is out of those 90 there was like one or two that i actually liked the rest i threw out and so i filled it up with uh other cds that um various members of my family like but yeah, you know, when people come over, we would put it on. Um, but it is fully working. I'm actually uh, trying to get rid of it because I probably I want to replace it with something else. But you know, if it doesn't, if there's no takers on it or anything, then I'll just keep it as is and continue to use it. But yeah, it's definitely a, a conversation piece when people come over. Do you uh, do you remember any of the CDs that you didn't like that you threw away? Maybe I like. Maybe I would like them. Maybe. <laughs> I, I think a lot of them were country, so I'm thinking this thing probably came out of a country bar. Oh. Probably back uh, from Nashville or something, because I do remember a whole bunch of them were um, country CDs. Oh yeah, then won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but I mean, like, does it? Um, like, why would you want to get rid of it, though? I mean, that thing looks so nice, and, and like, uh, and obviously you cleaned it, so it looks nicer now. Why would you want to get rid of such a nice piece? Uh, just the same anything for uh, an arcade game, to replace it with something better. Oh. What would you like, would you, what would you like to replace it with if you, uh, if you, if you were, if that were to happen? Uh, I haven't, I haven't, uh, pinpointed it yet. There's actually a couple of uh, different uh, jukeboxes I have in mind, uh, just from what I've seen, but I don't want to put too much into it until uh, this one gets removed. Yeah. Um, but yeah probably just something uh, a little bit nicer, um, maybe a little more vintage. I'm not quite sure yet, but, you know, just like the arcade room, like to change things around a bit. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, I mean, because I was going to say that um, when I was at FYE, like, what was it, like two, like a few weeks, like, two weeks ago or something, or no, just this past week, I saw a jukebox there that's Bluetooth, and it looks like a real jukebox, and it has, like, the lighted, it has the lighted outside, and it has, like, uh, has compartments and stuff all over it, and it has Bluetooth connectability, and it's like, wow, the jukebox really, really upgraded since the old days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, 
Yeah, just like anything, there's always upgrades, and just like the arcade cabinets, some people might consider a jukebox like that to be blasphemy. And whereas, you know, they prefer the older, you know, vintage stuff. But you know, if it works, it works. If uh, you know somebody likes it, then by all means, they should get it. Are you a uh, are you a rock are you are you a rock fan through and through? Uh, who? No, are you, are you... Oh, my rock? Uh, yeah, I definitely prefer, uh, rock. That's probably, um, probably my number one taste in music. Yeah, because, because obviously from your videos, like, you like Guns N' Roses and Van Halen right. and... What other bands are you into that, that's not shown in your videos, though, that you, that you also get, you also jam over? <laughs> um, let's see, I mean, I like every... Thing, Motley Crue, Sabbath, um, a little bit of Van Halen. I like a lot of the 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 Sunset Strip bars or Sunset Strip bands that used to play at the bars. You know that whole era of music. Um, if we're going a little bit later, maybe nineties and two thousands, uh, Limp Biscuit. Um, you know those bands of that era, Lincoln Park. Um, that that was uh, Kid Rock. That's kind of the type of music that I liked. Also, I I listen to a lot of I I, I love now rock's my genre too. I mean, like I have all the guitar hero games, so I mean, like that's how big of a fan I am. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have you ever heard this band called Gorillas before? Yes, I really, I like them. I don't listen to them like all the time, but I really like them. Um. I like uh, it if we're talking about just like pure rock. I like um, you know, like Iron Maiden and and Metallica and uh, David Bowie. Um, God, I, there's a lot of bands I like. Um, out like Cooper. I like the standards. You know, Cooper, Dokken, right? R, Van Halen, all of them. I, I like all those guys. Um, I. When, but but like but like when it comes to like bands like Anthrax and Slayer like it that's kind of like like I only like I only know like one or two songs by them so that's all I and that's all I really care for by them so like I'm not like I'm not like heavy into those into them but I like uh, I like the songs I know by them <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that yeah um but like. But like my my music taste varies. Like like I like rock and I like variations of songs in the way of rock. But like, but like I, but like the only way I can only tell people is like oh, you just gotta look at my my i like my music app and my phone and you'll see like what I like and that's basically what I like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the way it should be. You know. <laughs> I mean, like, as long as, as long as music makes you happy and you like it, that's that's all that matters. But uh, did are are you one of those people that's just like, like, well, it may be on the, you may be on iTunes, but do you know what? I'm going to the record store and buying it on CD. Uh, I used to. Um, in fact, my kids would make fun of me because you know I'd buy it on CD, and you know when I could just could have just downloaded it, but. You know, I used to be that way, and if I still bought music, uh, I'd probably still be that way. Um, but I, you know, really haven't bought anything, and I only I only listen to the radio when I'm driving to work. But yeah, I definitely am, and probably will still continue to be like that. I mean, like I, uh, I, I mean, like I, my when I buy music personally myself, I. Uh, I'm very, like, I'm not up and down about, it, but like, I I'm kind of like picky. I mean, like, I, I like I don't go I don't go buying albums on album on album. I uh, I, it's usually like I go through the I listen to the preview of every song on the album or the ones that sound really really kicking kicking to me, and yeah, and that's usually the one that, that's usually the song I'll buy. And if I start liking that one song and then I start liking another, then I'll just go like. Uh, heck, I just buy the whole album, and then I'll buy the whole album if I like more than like three of the songs on the album. Yeah, I've actually done that uh, before. 
you know, Bond album just because of, you know, there's multiple songs I did like. But, um, yeah, I haven't bought anything lately. But you never know. Something can be around the corner and I'll just uh, have to pick it up. So, uh, all right, I'm not going to put it out there, but I'm saying I'm sorry that, 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 that there's this weirdo dude going after your videos. Not putting it out there, <laughs> but I'm saying I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we know all, uh, we know all about him. I, I never, actually, I don't. Maybe, did you make a video on it and I just missed it? Uh, I made one, um, let's see, my time's almost up here due to prior arrangements, but to give you a quick, uh, history lesson on this guy, uh, I don't even know why he targeted me. I think it's because my name popped up in a thread form that I may have chipped in on. I think I may have asked somebody, you know, what the deal was. Next thing I know, he's targeting me and not only me, but tons of other people at the time he was targeting the arcade community. And if you go on the KLOV forums, Clove, uh, as, as some people uh, call it, they actually have an entire section dedicated to warning people about him. And he, he's, he's left the forums a couple years ago, but he kind of still lingers around. And he, he was a real sad excuse. Um, he would try and pose himself to being everything from a multi-millionaire to, you know, owning tons of arcades uh, throughout malls. He was just a pure laughingstock. And, um, you know, for the longest time, and I'd imagine even still now, he, he may still try and find info on me just because, but, you know. Uh, there was Actually, a news station did a report on him yeah. um, a couple years ago, and they finally showed what this guy looked like, and he was a single male, you know, living in a regular home, and there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're trying to convince everybody you're a multi-million dollar, you know, m real estate guru or something with us supermodel girlfriends, you know, this guy was obese. I mean, he was he was the definition of what you think he would be. You know, this. I don't know if you ever saw the South Park episode where they're playing uh, that some online game and they keep getting killed. Yeah. And the person who's killing them is this like really obese loser guy and everybody was saying that's like the perfect match for him oh my god i've never seen this guy but he sounds like a jerk <laughs> yeah i mean he and, he and he wasn't he he wasn't that bright he, it would be like you know he complained because he bought a donkey kong board and it didn't fit or he couldn't get it to play on his jamma cabinet and you know it, it if you're into arcades, you know that those two things put together is impossible. It's it's like trying to put a Ferrari engine into, you know, a Honda, you know, Civic. It's just not going to happen. But yeah, this guy was a complete loser, um, and you know, it's like okay, I'm sure he's still lingering around somewhere. Uh, he's been exposed, so he's not you know a multimillionaire. I he would say like you know. He eats lobster and filet mignon on a daily basis, and you know he's got butlers, and I mean it was just a complete lack of stock. But yeah, I guess if you believe it, maybe it'll come true. If he says it enough, it'll probably come true in his own mind. <laughs> yeah. But um, fortunately, uh, due to prior arrangements, I'm gonna have to get going now. Oh. Um, I appreciate the the time uh, letting me be on your show, though. Oh yeah, it's no, it's no, it's no problem. But before you go though, do you want to um, tell everyone where everyone can uh, come find, uh, search you, um, search up where you where they can find your content? There, that's how. Yeah, if, um, if you're looking for arcade videos, uh, you can find me on YouTube. Uh, the name is Moomert One. That's M O O M E R T. The number one all together, and. Uh, if you'll if you do view my videos, you'll see that I use basic, easy to turn, easy to understand language uh, and tooling when it comes to fixing arcades. So if you're a pro, my my videos aren't for you; they're child's play. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram under the same username, and 
those uh, I primarily post pictures of um, main cabinets, retro pie cabinets, and homemade arcade cabinets that I just find atrocious. But uh, yeah, if uh, you want to learn more about me, just check out either YouTube or Instagram. And uh, and if you want and if you want to find me, you can find me at CyberTimeBite on Facebook under CyberTimeBite. You can find me on Twitter at NostalgiaVamp. You, and you can buy my merchandise at RedBall.com. Pick up the new shirt. It's really awesome. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and this was CyberTime by episode 32. And thank you for, <laughs> thank you for coming on to my show. Hopefully, hopefully you had a great time. And yeah, have a, have a fantastic day, everyone. All right. Thank you very much. Until next time.